Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Heat and Magic Assist podcast. I am your host, Carson, and I am joined by my fellow buddies, David and Steven. Hey, guys. Today, we are going to start off with some NBA news, and then we're going to talk about the Magic and the Heat. So let's go start off with David. Any uh, NBA news that you want to share with us, David? Yeah. Just last week, the NBA were thinking about changing up the schedule, or at least the playoff standings uh, of how they want to do it. Uh, I think the biggest one was they were thinking about reducing the NBA schedule from 82 games to 78. And in place of those missing four games, they were going to hold, hold a tournament for the lowest, for the seven and eight, speed, eight seed spots for the playoffs. So basically how it works is um, the seven and eight seed will play a tournament, and the winner of that will get the seven seed. And the ninth and ten seed, they'll play against each other, and the winner of that game will get will fight the loser of the seven eight seed for a chance to compete for the eight seed in the playoffs. These are what I think one game tournaments, uh, very similar to how Major League Baseball does it, where they have a, a second wild card spot, and they have a one do or die playoff game for uh, for teams to get in the last spot in the playoffs. Um, and I think that I think that's what the league is trying to do is just. Because that's been really popular for the ba- Major League Baseball. I guess the league want to, NBA wants to capture that kind of intention. And also as an incentive to try to reduce teams from further tanking. For me personally, I think it's, it's a good way to generate excitement. But I don't, I don't think it really makes a difference in the grand scheme of things. Especially since the reduction of games from 78 is really only taken advantage by all the good teams. By teams like the teams 1 through 6 they are greatly benefiting from the loss of games. And it's just more disadvantage, I think, for the bottom seeds. And I think real excitement is it would be trying to find ways for the lower seeds to try to upset the top seed. So I don't really think it's that great. <laughs> That's my opinion on it. I completely agree. I'm not even sure people are going to even pay you to watch that. Mm. To watch if you, a bunch of lower seeds team. Yeah, the, it's like a bunch of like Division three like basketball uh, college teams <laughs> fight each other for playoffs. Not like, that, come man. on, Jesus. I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> no, I mean if you think about it, I mean if you think about it, like all the good teams, I mean, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna talk about the the, the West, but most of the bad teams are gonna be are on the East. Mm-hmm. They're not on the West. The West team like one to eight is loaded. Yeah, like any of those one to eight, they can all all those teams can be in the top five regular season wise, record wise. Like it's just not it's not fair for them. Yeah, I I, I don't I don't I don't even like it. I don't even think it's going to generate enough. Well, I think the only the one season where it would have counted was when the Heat uh, went I think forty one forty one. They started eleven and thirty, and they ended season thirty eleven, and they lost. They didn't make the playoffs because they, they, they were tied with the Chicago Bulls but lost the tiebreaker. Like, in that season, that type of tournament would have been exciting, at least for the Miami Heat. <laughs> I'm just yeah. talking... I, I, I want to talk about it as a whole for the whole league. Right. Yeah. I can't, I, can't, I can't just be, uh, you know, biased on the Heat <laughs> as I normally am. <laughs> I kind of like the idea what they're trying to do because if you think about it, there are a lot of teams that are just... They just missed the playoffs. And mm-hmm. it gives them a chance to kind of jump back in if they had like injuries throughout the regular season. 
And so they might not, if they, many teams have injuries throughout the season and sometimes those injuries can be a little bit more uh, punishing for certain teams. Um, yeah. And so if the, if that player gets back towards later in the season or whenever, it gives them a chance to get back in the playoffs when they might have been cut out. And I agree with Carson's point. Like, it's in the end, it's your seventh and eighth seed. It's very rarely that they're going to have any real impact on who, uh, if it's going to affect the championship. Mm-hmm. You know, so I agree with that. But I think from, like, a small market team, or at least the teams that are trying to build themselves up, uh, it gives them a little bit more to look forward to, uh, a little bit higher stakes to kind of give them a little bit more experience in the uh, grand scheme of things. But I agree. It's not really going to affect the championship picture, but I think there's a benefit for those teams that are on the, are on the come up or they just had so many injuries to deal throughout the regular season. Uh, so I don't know. I think it could be exciting. I mean, if it generates more excitement for the league, I think that's a win. You know, it's probably be a, still a complete, like the number one season. They probably could get obliterated in the playoffs, but at least they had some kind of excitement. Remember that uh, the last year where Jimmy Butler was with the Timberwolves, it was kind of ironic because uh, the their last game of the season, it was what got them into the playoffs. They played, mm. they're playing the Denver Nuggets, and the Denver Nuggets were all, also needed that win to make the playoffs. So they're literally playing for the playoff spot, and the Timberwolves won, and they got the A seed. And then the very next year, which I think was last year, was when the Nuggets got, you know, they were so motivated they got into the, the second seed. And I I thought it was exciting to see that game specifically because they were so much on the line and they were playing so hard. And you got to see, uh, I, I think Jimmy Butler, went, he played really well in that game. And so it kind of raises the stakes a little bit right before playoff time. So I, I thought it was interesting. But in the end, you know, they play the Warriors, right? So that that <laughs> I think they play the Warriors, but or oh, the Clippers? Timberwolves, they played the Rockets. The Rockets, yeah. yeah. They didn't last long, right? No, so they didn't. Carl Anthony Towns had a horrible playoff series. <laughs> oh yeah, he disappeared. Yeah. That's the disappearing <laughs> man. That's right. <laughs> but anyways, it, it, that that game between the Timberwolves and the and the Nuggets, I thought it was fun to watch. So mm. I'm just looking at the uh, standings for last year on the West. I'm just looking at the West. Number seven, number uh, you seven, seven and eight because that's the seeding we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. That are being fought. Both those teams won 48 and 34. And then after that, after the the ninth ninth and tenth seed were 39 and 43 and 37 and 45. You you mean to tell me that the one the the two teams that won forty eight and thirty four, they can if they play one game each against the thirty nine and thirty seven win teams, that they get a chance to get knocked out of the playoffs? No, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's not fair. <laughs> it's definitely not fair. Well, one don't have a chance to get knocked off. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't oh, like God, the fact man. that it's a one game series. Like, I don't like that. What? <laughs> How many games do you play? You're, they're playing. They're the only teams playing these extra games. But, but because, <laughs> because then it's it's kind of like what Carson is saying, right? It, it becomes too random. Like anyone can win one game. Yeah. You know, could have a really bad day. The other team have a really good night, and then 
you know, the worst team might, might end up winning. Um, and I don't like that. I, I've always liked the NBA because it's a seven-game series on the playoffs, and the best team always wins, assuming there's no injuries, catastrophic injuries. Like, if anything, I mean, if they, if all the shitty t- shitty teams are trying to get, like, the number one overall pick, they should just do a tournament for the shitty teams to get the number one overall pick. Right. I agree <laughs> with that. Yeah. Like, like, at least that way, and then give it, like, a seven-game series or something. <laughs> <laughs> or, or something. Like, make them play against each other in, like, a, in a... not You don't have to do a seven-game series, but, like, like a tournament style, like a like an NCAA uh, tournament style. Mm. And then just uh, whoever the final two are, then just they just play for the number one overall pick. Huh. That's an interesting idea. Like, I mean, that way, I feel like that way they'll, they'll generate more, that would generate more income. Yeah, I think, I think the NBA needs to reward teams that are actually trying to win. Yeah. And not... Uh, give the worst team period the, the best chance to get the number one pick just because it's just think, think of all the all these teams have been doing bad for so long like the poor fans you know like the the management they don't care you know they're just trying to go for the the number one seed and the, the fans have yeah, to struggle with it's like it. the bulls cavaliers knicks <laughs> Suns, like they've been they've been crappy all year long every single season you could argue some of it is just mismanagement or not having good ownership or general managers. Especially yeah. the Knicks. Especially the Knicks. The Knicks yeah. are garbage. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, yeah, anyways, I want to discuss uh, some other games I thought was pretty wordy this uh, past week. Um, you know, I, I'm pretty high on the Chicago Bulls. Um, very disappointing in them this season. But uh, this kind of relates to Miami Heat. And that when the Chicago Bulls played the Miami Heat uh, this uh, this past week, uh, the Heat were up 13 to nothing right the first three mm-hmm. minutes, and then uh, Jim Boylan, the the Bulls coach, he subbed out Zach Levine, you could argue the best player on the Chicago Bulls, three minutes into the game, and when when you know in the post game interview when asked about it, he was saying uh, Jim Boylan, the coach, was saying, oh Zach Levine made these a- three defensive errors, and he just had to sit out to correct these mistakes and. It just it just seemed like he singled out Zach Levine, and so there's this drama going on between the head coach and the star player of the Chicago Bulls. And I think that's noteworthy because the very next game was a back-to-back. Uh, they, the Chicago Bulls played the Charlotte Hornets, and Zach Levine went off. He had 49 points, a career high, and he shot 13 <laughs> out of 17. 13 out of 17 from three points, not free throw. Not overall field goal percentage, 13 out of 17 from three-pointers, <laughs> including Wait, the what? last second game-winning he, three. He, he, shot he, attempted, he attempted he attempted 17 three-pointers three and made 13 yes. of them? Yes. I think it tied the NBA record. Wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. Impressive. Was it, well, what was more impressive was in that game, the Charlotte Hornets were up by eight with 45 seconds left, and they lost by one to the Chicago <laughs> They oh. lost by one oh. game-winning three from Zach Levine. Holy crap! Uh, it was crazy. He he kind of had like a wide-open shot from the baseline to tie it, but he deliberately went out to the three-point line and shot really hard, like really tough <laughs> three, fadeaway three, and won it for the Bulls. <laughs> oh, wow. But it 
it just it like I, like fans were saying that was the the fu game to the coach from Zach Levine. Um, mm. Just, <laughs> but then that was quick. But then they played the Portland Trailblazers and they promptly lost. More um, Carmelo Anthony had like his best game this season so far. But yeah, Chicago Bulls not not a good team. Huge disappointment. But one other funny thing I saw this weekend was um, the Rockets versus the L.A. Clippers. Also down to the last second play. The Rockets were down one. They had the ball. And um, Russell Westbrook passed it to James Harden on the top of the three-point line. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George du- double James Harden, double-team James Harden. So James Harden passed out to Russell Westbrook, and he was wide open for a three. But since Paul George was doubling James Harden, as soon as he went over to – he followed the ball to pass to Russell Westbrook. As soon as – uh, Paul George saw it was Russell Westbrook about to shoot the three. He didn't even guard him at all. He ran straight for the to the towards the rim for the rebound. He left Russell Westbrook <laughs> wide open. As soon as Paul George saw it was Russell Westbrook taking a three, he ran straight to the basket. <laughs> just like really big, just a huge disrespect. But to be fair, Russell Westbrook is I think shooting like 22% from threes this season. And not only what, but he was wide open for a three, but they were only down by one. There was six seconds left when he took that shot. So he he could have tried to drive in, or he didn't have to go for a three where he's shooting 20 seconds, uh, 20%, and opponents are just letting you shoot it. And obviously the Rockets lost that game. But I just thought that was hilarious. Uh, Paul George just completely didn't even bother guarding him. <laughs> Russell Westbrook needs to not take so many threes and long twos. Well, speaking of the the Rockets, Mm -hmm. they're playing the Heat today. Yes. And I just, I'm looking at the injury report, and they have their, uh, one of their starters is is, uh, questionable today, Clint Capello. Mm -hmm. They're one of their better defensive players. So, Mm -hmm. Tonight, expect a, maybe another 150 to 160 <laughs> point game. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I don't expect it to be a blowout again by the Heat. I'm not expecting them to be blowout either, but I'm expecting the the game to be very high scoring. They should double hard it and just try to let Westbrook win the game for them. Yep, I completely <laughs> agree. <laughs> completely agree. Let them shoot. Let them just let them shoot. That's that's another uh that's one thing I uh I had an issue with when they were playing the 76ers. Oh, that was a terrible game. Like they should have kept double teaming Joel Embiid and let Ben Simmons just shoot. But but Jason just, Richardson went off too. You mean Josh Richardson? Josh Richardson, sorry, yes. He, he went off for the he went yeah. off for the Sixers. Yeah, like 29 or yeah. right something like that. I think he had 30. Oh. Uh, Damn, 30. I don't remember him ever doing that for the Heat. Yeah, he had a it really good seemed like a revenge game, man. He, oh, he for looked, sure. Yeah, of course. They can, <laughs> I mean, he looked they, really happy <laughs> sticking it to the Heat. They had they traded him for Jimmy Butler. It's essentially what it was. Jimmy Butler didn't really have a good game in that. Yep, he didn't. Not, nobody had a good game. Uh, they only least... scored 85 points. I, I, I like what I saw from Tyler Hero, at least in the second half. At least he yeah. picked it up. You know, everybody else was just. It seemed like they were demotivated. 
but at least Tyler Hero didn't lose his confidence. He kept shooting, and he he had an okay game. But I think that game against the Philadelphia 76ers just exposed all the heat issues, um, particularly uh, the front court defense. In that, yep. they I think I feel like you really picked up Myers Leonard, um, yep. which is what you should do if you're playing against the Heat. <laughs> <laughs> And just Bam Adebayo is just, you know, he's a good defensive player, but he doesn't have the size to really guard Joel Embiid. Yeah, he's, not a lot of teams have the size to do that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, so he, it's just not a good matchup for the Heat. He he's just he's really a power forward. He's not that. Yeah. He, he's not a big guy like Bam Adebayo. He's like six ten at most. He's probably even shorter. Yeah, like, he's not. He's not, not a, big a guy. good matchup. Any team that has a really talented big guy, ugh, they're gonna struggle. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing yeah. there's not a lot of talented big guys. Yes, but I just I can't. I know Eric Spoelstra. He always put Myers Leonard on like like the games against the Timberwolves, against the game against the Milwaukee Bucks. He has Myers Leonard guarding Carl Anthony Towns, guarding Giannis, and it's just it goes as well as you think it would. It it does not go well at all. <laughs> uh, I mean, I understand. Stuck, right? They don't have a. Gonna... They can't really trade for another big man, right? Yeah, they're they're pretty much stuck. Mm. I mean, I under I understand why they do it. Like, I understand why they they had to do that. Like, keep Myers Leonard on him to save the fouls from. Yeah, to save the fouls for uh, uh, Bam Adebayo. Uh, yeah. They don't have another option. They have to do it. They, they. I mean, like, you, you can't expect Bam to not pick up like fouls when he's guarding. If he's gonna have to guard uh, Giannis for like four quarters. Yeah. Like it, it's wish, bound to happen. He has to do I just, it. I just wish they put in James Johnson in those games against. Oh Trump yeah, games. what's the deal with him? He's still not playing. <laughs> no, he's yeah, not. Still, he's not playing. Still nothing. He's not after his like that one good game he had when he came back, like he hasn't he hasn't touched the court. What do you mean he 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 actually played this year? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he played one. He, he came off the bench of one game. He had one really good game. I don't remember who he played against though. Uh, all right, all right. Check this out. He remember my theory last week where I said he was the teammate who gave. Hey, your your theory is looking more 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 okay. correct the, the more I look at it right yeah, now because. The Come game on. after they play Denver Nuggets, the game after, you know, Deion Waiters had that that panic attack, they were playing the Lakers. That Laker game was the very last game James Johnson played. I, I really think they're punishing him. <laughs> he he did play uh, garbage minutes against the against the Bulls, but then they oh, yeah, took yeah. him out immediately. <laughs> yeah, they didn't play like two minutes or something. Yeah, like and they took him out immediately when they came back within like seven and they put back all the starters in. Jeez. And they had to they had to rely on Jimmy Butler to get fouled every single time and make yeah. his free throws. Well, the Bulls bench almost them. bought them back into the game. Yeah. They're yeah. shooting threes like nothing. Like <laughs> they're out of their mind. Man, that's that's weird, man. It's such a weird case. I, like Jimmy Johnson is a pretty good player. The fact that he's being, I mean, he's not playing for. Well, most of the season, right? You play like one or two games a season. He only had one good game. Jeez. Well, he hasn't played. Yeah, he hasn't played a lot. 
And so. apparently he's he's overweight. It's not his conditioning is fine. He's overweight. Yeah, that's why. He, yeah, that's why he was suspended. But yeah. it's just I don't I don't know. I, I was hoping well, that their other rookie was playing would be able to develop, but apparently not. I think some other issues that I'm worried about with Miami Heat, even though they went three and one this this past week, um, Jimmy Butler is still not shooting it that great, especially from three point. Yeah. He's only shooting. 26% on three-pointers this season. Yikes. Yeah. He's not he's taking had, but, a lot, though. He hasn't taken... Yeah, he only, he's, he's only having 2.7, but he he's going to need that. He's going to need to hit some three-pointers. He can't he can't rely on just always driving to the rim and going to the... Getting free throws and shooting. I feel like he was a mid-range shooter. Like, that's what yeah, he should... Yeah, that's true. Like, he shouldn't okay. be uh, um, shooting threes or anything like that. Like right. if you're wide open, right. if you're like completely wide open, yes, go for it. But, but yeah, like even of, even on wide open threes, I like there was one he had one uh, against the Chicago Bulls. He almost airballed it, I believe. He had yeah. a wide three against volume yeah. airball. So it just it, teams gotta know you can shoot it though. You you gotta create some kind of spacing. But I think over the three and one, also disappointing player. Is Duncan Robinson? Um, even though he had that monster game against the Cleveland Cavaliers, nine three pointers, I think, kind of just disappear afterwards. <laughs> three games. I think you you answered your own question, or I don't know if it was a question, but it was a monster <laughs> game against the Cleveland <laughs> Cavaliers. <laughs> so. Monster. Yeah. It's a monster game. <laughs> I think he made, what is it? He made nine threes. Was it nine or eight? Eight or nine threes. I think it was nine. Yeah. Eight in the first yeah. half, but then only one in the second half. Oh, hey, he would get whatever they can get out of yeah. him, you know? I, I don't think, he didn't do, uh, he didn't do that bad uh, on the uh, Hornets game, though. He was okay. I guess. I guess anything you get out of him is, is a bonus. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people were expecting much out of him. So <laughs> the fact that he's actually being a rotational player, that's pretty that's pretty nice. It's like, I don't even know if he's going to make the team next year, to be honest. He's really? A, he's, that bad. he's not that bad. He still gives you spacing. No, because they have, they already drafted a, they drafted a, a, a KZ Okpala. Uh-huh. And he's supposed to be their three and D guy. He's much more athletic than Duncan Robinson. Much more athletic. It'll take him time. He's still injured. Yeah. Uh, he has a. What's his injury? Achilles. Yeah. He tore his Achilles tendon. I don't know. I don't no, think he. No, I don't think he tore it. It's not torn. No. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. So the Heat are three and one. You said this past week. Yes. Yeah. But to be fair, their three wins were against losing teams. Hey, hey, hey at uh, least it, it, it's better than last season. They were losing against teams that should. That's be true. That's true. But so, the one yeah. competition they face, they got obliterated. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not like they they do have some. Uh, they did beat some good teams. They did beat yeah, the Rockets. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying they had an easy schedule or anything. Yeah. But um, yeah, and I think it, it, 
Philadelphia is just not a good matchup for the Heat. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. I mean, we'll see tonight against the Rockets. I mean, they're after the Rockets, their next three games are Warriors. They should win that. Yeah. The Brooklyn Nets, they should win that. Yes. And the Raptors, they're probably going to lose that. Because yeah. the, the Raptors is away, so they're probably going to lose that. Yeah. yeah. Raptors are a really good team. Yeah. And then yeah, after that, really they played the Boston Celtics. They're going to lose that too, probably. Ew, yeah. If I, <laughs> I don't know. Well, we're... <laughs> I think it's a good matchup for the, the Heat. I, don't, I wouldn't say it's a guaranteed win for the Celtics. I think it's a good yeah. matchup. They could win, I think. I, I, give the, I give the Celtics more because it's a away game. If it was a home yeah. game, I'll, I'll give it to the Heat. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's away, though. I think it's a good matchup. I think I think the Celtics are... They, they have no. the edge, but... They're, they're going to lose that one. They're, they're definitely going to lose that one because it's also a back-to-back. Oh, oh damn. Another they're one. They're, 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 playing, they're playing the Raptors on the third, and, the, and they're playing the Celtics on the fourth, and both of them are away. Mm-hmm. Ouch. They're gonna lose one of them, or both. <laughs> yeah, or both. <laughs> That's rough. That's okay. rough, man. All right, so that that would be a good test of the Heat. Of the, the, the the Heat have yet to win a back to back. Yeah. Yeah. Like a single game in the back to back, or both yep. games. They, they the second playing, game. Yeah, the second game of the back to back. They have yet to win. Yeah, that's understandable. That's understandable, especially since they're playing like really good teams. Like 76ers yeah. was the second game. Yeah. And then... Their first back to back was against the Timberwolves. <laughs> yeah. And then the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves were the first back to back. Then they decent. had the, then the, they had the Lakers on their yeah. second back to back. And then they had the 76ers on the third back to back. So, like, yeah. that's a tough one... schedule. And both, both were on the road, too. Yeah. All three, all those all were, of the... them were on the road. Yeah. All of them were on the road. Yeah. They're undefeated at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, speaking of the road, the Orlando <laughs> Magic are finishing their road trip tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, they had three previous games on the road. Uh, their first game is on the road this season, I believe. <laughs> yeah, in general. <laughs> so I gotta, I gotta. Uh, talk a little about a little bit about their first game on the road uh, against the Raptors uh, mm. because that's a game where they lost both Aaron Gordon and Nikola Vujovic, their two best players, to oh, the same nice. injury. They both broke their ankles. Although uh, Nikola Vujovic's uh, injury was uh, worse than Aaron Gordon, so mm-hmm. Aaron Gordon was probable for today, but um, he actually is not going to play today, but most likely the next game. Uh, but Vujovic probably out for a few more weeks, probably another four. Four or five weeks or so but the good news that they're putting out on the local news channels here in orlando is that uh Vujovic's injury is not as bad as they thought so he's healing faster than expected so he might be back sooner than than they originally thought which is really big because he's their best player for <laughs> sure so they definitely need him back and given that the orlando magic have no scoring whatsoever <laughs> They definitely you, need him. You, for real, it's it's uh, Ruchevic and not uh, Markel Folks. <laughs> I thought Markel Folks was your best scorer. You mean Folks? Mm-hmm. No, he's not. No, uh... I still still say it's Ruchevic. Just because Folks doesn't really, he's he's really good at driving it in and finishing around the rim, but his his jump shot is still still coming around. 
Oh, I mean, people got to remember, he's technically like a, uh, this is like his first full yeah. year. Like, I yeah. don't think people should expect more than like uh, expectations for a rookie. And if you put those expectations on him, I think he's playing pretty well. He is oh, yeah, I think so too. His percentage is pretty good. Um, I mean, he started off coming off the bench and he's just replaced DJ Augustina a few games back and he's still put, putting up the same numbers. So it's very encouraging. And he's young. Most likely, he's just going to keep getting better. Uh, so I, I I wouldn't put too much on Markel Fultz. And you got to remember, the Magic got him for Jonathan Simmons mm. and mm-hmm. a second-round pick. So, you know, um, I think it's a bit... I, I didn't like to trade it at first, but uh, it's turning oh, out really? to be very favorable. Yeah, because I just wasn't sure. Like, no one knew what his diagnosis was for a long time. And oh, then sure. no oh, one yeah. really knew like what the expectations were for him to heal or how he's gonna get better. So it's, to me, it's from a medical standpoint, it was kind of like a crapshoot, you know? Like, is he even gonna get better? Like, no one knew that. It doesn't seem like anyone knew. And then even before the season started this year, uh, there's a lot of rumors about like uh, not rumors, but there was some footage from was it the GM or one of the coaches saying that, yeah, we're not really sure when he's gonna start playing. Like, what? <laughs> It was like that doesn't sound good at all. I mean, you should have an idea, you know. So, but the fact yeah, that he's that was, playing every game and he's a I starter. I think they knew. I think they knew. I because I was really critical of them during the off season of not getting a backup point guard or at least not getting any point guard with their free agent signing. Um, it just I was like, how could you you put a lot of faith into Markel Fultz? Yeah, and sort of preseason even started yeah all i know is the heat has a point guard that the orlando magic could go for <laughs> so i think the uh i i, I think it was a it, it was a good it's a good move like clearly marco Fultz is gonna be their um their point guard from now on and he's gonna do a decent job he had nine assists the other day so he's doing all right I think he's he's been great for uh, for the Magic. When they're during this stretch since Aaron Gordon and um Budovich been out, I think he's the second best player behind John yes. Benizi. But you could argue he's probably the best offensive player <laughs> during yeah. those those injured players' absence. <laughs> it's uh like you know, Evan Fournier has been pretty he's been somewhat more consistent re- recently, but Come on, man. How long is that going to last? Yeah. (laughs) He's kind of has a good good game and then a bad game, but he's shooting uh, 42% from three. How long is that going to last, though? uh, Well, it's not. Regular season, he tends to do pretty consistent. It's just the playoff is where he tends to kind of disappear. But, uh, you know, like they, they need. As much as I'm not a fan of Fournier, given his contract and how he doesn't perform on a consistent basis, his lack of defensive prowess, uh, the Magic do need him very much. So, but uh, yeah, but like what David touched on, that was very important to mention is Jonathan Isaac. Like he's a huge relevant, uh, like a huge revelation this year because uh, like I was watching the Magic play a decent amount last year and. He was nowhere near this good last year. It didn't seem like he was going to get anywhere. People were trying to compare him to Pascal uh, from the Toronto Raptors for the Raptors. And, like, I can see it now. Like, you know, not necessarily from an offensive standpoint. He still has a long way to go. But mm-hmm. defensively, he's there. And then offensively, 
these are his numbers offensively right now. He's averaging 13 points a game, 49% field goal percentage, and 38% from three, 84% from the free throw. So, you know, uh, he's not necessarily a, a powerhouse on the offensive end, but he's definitely showing a lot of improvement. And he's so young, too. He, I think he's 22. He's 22 right now. And he just keeps improving, man. He's going to be a beast. Like, uh, he's already second in blocks per game in the whole league. And he's just like uh, David and I were talking before you joined us, Carson. He uh, He's just, I mean, he's super athletic on the defensive end. And he's just, I mean, he's, he's everywhere. It's kind of yeah, crazy. Yeah, I was. Wa- I think it was the Pacers games I was watching. Um, he was just he was involved in like every defensive play. Even he was like poking balls away from players that he's not been supposed to guard. And just yeah. even he's just so involved in the defense. Um, well, he has incredible. good size. He, the guy, the he guy. has quick hands. He if yeah. you're not paying attention, he's gonna strip the ball from you. And like you need to be fully aware of your surroundings. Yeah. He's very active. Very yeah. active defender. Yeah, and that's really good because like, and that's the thing like that sort of defensive prowess is like it's not something that you can really be taught, you know. It's like mm-hmm. he just has a knack for it, and um, any team that has like a any contender would love to have a player like him, you know, like yeah. who can just play very good, strong defense, pretty much any position. I'm pretty sure he could go all the way down to the, a point guard position, um, mm-hmm. just given his length and size and athleticism. Um, and now uh, he's making his three point shots like on a 38 percentage. That's pretty damn good. So um, I think the Magic should definitely do whatever they can to try to keep him around. Uh, and I know it seems kind of like, well, he's not a star player, well, but you gotta keep coming from a Magic uh, or an Orlando uh, resident. You gotta understand that the Magic has this tendency to. Had to draft some pretty good players that develop right after they leave <laughs> Orlando, like yes. Victor Oladipo, Tobias Harris, um, you know. Even Serge Ibaka had a monster. Yeah, yeah Serge Ibaka, <laughs> you know, went from the Thunder and then eventually made his way to Orlando, and you know, did not came obscured himself and you know got traded less in less than a year to the Raptors where you know they're making very good use out of him and he got a ring got a ring he got a ring (laughs) and who did the magic get oh the magic got Terrence Ross for Serge Ibaka so a questionable a very questionable trade so uh yeah so well you gotta remember this I didn't hate that trade though it just seemed Come like on, Ibaka quit on. on the Magic. It seemed like Ibaka was not trying for the Magic. And at it's, least they got something out of there. It's partially Ibaka's fault, but it's also, if you think about it, I think Ibaka came in as part of the... Victor Oladipo's uh, trade to the Thunder. So eventually, Victor Oladipo became Terrence Ross. And Victor Oladipo... <laughs> Victor Oladipo became a all-star for Indiana. <laughs> So we traded a all-star talent for a at best a mediocre six man. Oh, that's being kind. I know. I think he's, <laughs> he's gonna hold back the match. His contract to hold them back for the next four years. Yeah. <laughs> they they can't waste their oh man they can't they have so limited like salary cap space 
you can't waste it like that on Terrence Ross. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I was saying, they need to oh, do anything they can to keep Jonathan Isaac because he seems to be a huge bright spot, right? Oh, I argue he's the best player. Oh, for sure. He's the for best sure. player. But they, like, who is he gonna? Does he want to stay? Well, he's in his. He's young. He's on his rookie contract, right? And I'm sure the it'll be easy to sign him up as a you know uh, from his uh, second contract. But it's a matter of building smartly around him. Mm-hmm. Which I don't not, think they have. Yeah, and like developing him into a star, which they Magic seems to have a very poor talent to do so. Uh, so. And you know if if he stays around with Markel Foles, Markel Foles might turn out to be a really good player too. You know, so that would be a good duel to go off. Maybe trade uh, Aaron Gordon to uh, Sobert and get some more uh, building, more specific building pieces around them, like shooters. Yes. So they're a pretty well, young team, not... though. They're, they're pretty young. Very they're young. Not, they're not a lot of think about it like this: they're very young, but with mm-hmm. no future. It's like that's what <laughs> it's like that's what kind of bothers me because they have some really bad contracts, right? It's not necessarily bad contracts because like it's your Orlando Magic. We we don't attract uh, very good pieces, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, potential stars. So yeah, I understand they kind of dealing with what they're being dealt. I the the fact that they signed Vujovic and he's still playing well, it's a very good sign, and I would keep him. I'm glad that he's gonna that yeah. he stayed. I didn't but, think that was a bad signing. But going back to your previous statement about the Terrence Ross, like, oh, that, that was like god awful. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. Like I, I thought they were gonna do one or the other, right? They should have. And, <laughs> so, yeah. Honestly, wait. If you think about it, like if you think about what happened with Victor Oladipo when he used before he moved to before they traded him to the Pacers, they bought him out of the bench. He was a six man. It was like a waste. Yeah, I think yeah. the Pacers really utilized him. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, but then he also had that. He he. I think he really worked out um, that off season when he got traded to Pacers. He like he he worked with the same gym that Dwayne Wade was going to, and I think that also helped. And I mean, when he uh before during his draft, like his draft uh, analysis, he they he. People were saying that he be he's like the he plays like Dwayne Wade. Mm. I think uh, I, a lot of people say this, and I think Oladipo even said it, that you know it's not Orlando's fault because like he had to go through those uh, setbacks, right? Mm-hmm. Like being underappreciated, not performing to people's expectation, and then finally being traded to Indiana for him to really get that kick in the butt to get him motivated and start working really hard. Like he also said that. Playing with Westbrook kind of really showed him like what it takes to be a uh, you know an mm. an all star performer, and but I don't buy that. It might be <laughs> true, but it's like come on, man. It's like the Magic had him, you know. They, I, you know, if they knew how to develop players, he wouldn't have to go through this, you know, uh, motivational, you know, story of you know doing bad for. Anyways, I, I don't want to ramble, but they should have just gave him to the Heat. Let the Heat give develop the it. Magic front office some credit. At least one thing I love about what they do is with the contracts, they front load their contracts. 
like the Aaron Gordon, the Vukovic contract, they get paid more up front in the first few years, and then it, it declined as the year progressed. So I think that's a really smart move. I don't think a lot of front offices organization do that, or did, nor do they even have the opportunity to do that. So I think that's a really smart move for them. At least they do that for multiple players. Um, I, I would argue that is just because they're probably the only team that are really willing to pay that much to them in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I like I like them both, right? But if if you're thinking about any of the big market contenders paying that much money for them, like it wouldn't happen, right? And so the you only thing that I mean, if, if it was a big market contenders, like look at New York. Well, the owner doesn't really pay them, but well, they're not contenders, right? And the thing is, like, none of those contender teams, like you know, like let's say the Rockets, the Lakers, uh, whatever, right? If they had any money, they're not gonna spend on a Vujovic or an Aaron Gordon, you know. And so the Magic, they're just kind of in a position where, like, okay, well, you guys, you've been here with us, and we have a lot of money, you know, so like. We don't really have any options, so we're going to give you all this money, and you're going to say yes because we're giving you the most money. So, um, and I, Which, it, it's fine, right? It's just, it kind of hurts to think about, like, we had Oladipo, we had Tobias Harris at one point, and, you know, they're all kind of pretty good. But I digress. Uh, the Magic are... Winless in their road trip tonight's the last, the last game, which is with against the Cleveland Cavaliers, I believe. Yes. And I hope they win. I really do hope so. They have a they very good chance to win. I don't know if they, if they. I I think those losing Fukovic is a huge loss for the Orlando Magic. I don't I don't like the playoff chances. Um, let's hope they don't. They're not in too deep of a hole when he comes back. Um, yeah, I agree. I think it's definitely in jeopardy. Definitely agree with you. Yes. But well, you, you guys know, have with, any? Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I was gonna say with with Fukovic out, it, at least more minutes up to Mo Bamba. Um, I was thinking so, but they're putting Cam <laughs> Birch. Yes. Oh yeah. Another I mean, signing. Cam Birch is more NBA ready. Mo Bamba is still. Another great offseason signing. <laughs> Headlines: The Orlando Magic have re-signed Cam Birch. I'm like, oh. Hey, I, right. I like Cam Birch. He's, he's he's not bad. Okay, he's he's a body, like a big body, and that's pretty. All right, all right. Let, let let's save that conversation for another time. All right, you guys want to close it out? Close uh, closing anything? Closing out? You have ten seconds. Just Mark Mark Hill, Fultz, and Mo Bamba. I think they had the best game of the season. Well, at least Mo Bamba. I think he had his best game of the season against uh, the Pistons. I oh, hopefully which, Mo Bamba. Uh, I was gonna say that uh, I was expecting the Magic to put up a, a good fight against the Pistons, but then I realized that freaking Blake Griffin came back and like <laughs> obviously the Magic lost. So, well, yes, he did have a good game. <laughs> well yeah um, Obama did have a good game but yes. um, not enough to come. Right. they need yeah. him yep yep alright well that's it for our podcast this is the this is Carson from the uh, the Heat and Magic Assist podcast see you later everybody